0: Hey everyone, it's Luke here. This is a short intro to a a solo show that Dave actually recorded at the local tap house here in Melbourne. He was speaking to Guy, one of the owners of the the local tap house and also one of the the co founders of the greatest Australasian beer spec, Tapula. I'm assuming everyone knows what that is, but just in case you don't, it is a hundred and there's 120 unique beers brewed for the festival ish. I can't remember if that number is accurate for this year, but it's around about that. They also have beer stands um, with a lot of brewers, there's a lot of events, there's a lot of fun and frivolity. Um, So yeah, this is Dave chatting to Guy about that. Uh, Dave is actually in the United States of America right now. You may have heard of that country, it's a small one there in the Pacific Ocean. Um, He's there for a few weeks, so hopefully I should get another episode recorded with a guest between um, now and Good Beer Week. Uh, got a few ideas hopefully we'll get some um, good guests we've also got some good guests lined up for Good Beer Week so stay tuned in the meantime though um, enjoy this one with, with Dave and Guy I haven't actually listened to, you, to it yet so I don't won't say I did enjoy it myself I will enjoy it after I finish recording this intro cheers
1: Greetings, everybody. I'm sitting here with Guy, who uh, is undertaking quite a task in setting up two cities' worth of Gabs. How are you, mate? I'm very well. How are you going? Not too bad at all. So, what is this today? It's the 20-something of April? What's going to be done between <laughs> now and the first... Uh, Lot of oh, there's a
2: heap to do. Where do where do we start? We're still um, uh, the, the the guides have just come out, so that's pretty exciting. The stands have all been put in place and the maps have been drawn up, but we still have to um, get the feedback from all the stands about all the fantastic activities they'll be running at their stands. We really um, in- encourage them to do something funky, mm-hmm. so um, I want them to tell me what what's happening at their stands so that I can uh, market it, um, both in the app as well as um, on, on on site at the event sure um, we've also putting the final touches on the schedules for craft beer college as well as um which is the local Taphouse craft beer college this year um, we figured that was a pretty good fit and also um uh, steel adventures in craft which is um the beer divas running this year and that's going to be uh, a little bit more of a food focus and cooking focus and uh, we're putting the scheduling um, together there. We're going to have Eau de Vie doing beer cocktails. We're going to have um, a master chef uh, chef doing some cooking. Uh, we're going to be doing some pretty exciting things there as well. That so yeah, does sound pretty engaging. That's just, that's just three of the things that still have to happen. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Um, what sort of uh, feedback did you get from the presentation of stalls last year that you want to try and push? Because uh, we can't just have, I think, one of... Luke, uh, who's not here today, I think it's his birthday, so he's Happy selfishly birthday, Luke. going and having uh, Rockwell and Sons chicken tonight. So, hmm. uh, flying solo, but he's one of his um, pet hates at festivals is trestle tables and pale ales, so
2: it's easy to grow tiresome of that. So, mm-hmm. what did you see last year that you can try and. Sure, well, from? I mean, last year we really sort of threw down the challenge to everybody who had a stand at Gabs and said the days of just showing up with a trestle table and a miracle box and your pale ale are kind of done. I mean, what really is there, obviously you wanna engage with your audience, but there's so much more that you can do. So we really encourage people to kind of get creative and we're doing that again this year. So we're expecting to see a whole bunch more mini activities and I won't give any away this year, but last year we saw arm wrestle the brewer for a chance to win something. We saw bikes given away. We saw sort of tastings of some really rare and special stuff at at allotted times. Uh, structured tasting so with Mm -hmm. the actual brewer going through some stuff from their cellar. We saw a whole bunch of fantastic activities um, where people could either win prizes or if it was just a bit of fun and games or tasting some rare special beers um, meeting the people behind the beer and then taking you through an experience that you wouldn't otherwise get. And all of these things combined I think helped elevate the experience and and sort of help underpin why um, we get so much great feedback about the way Gabs runs because I think it's I think they take their cues from the fact that the festival beers are such a creative component of Gabs and such a unique component of Gabs and that sort of creativity flows through into everything that that the rest of uh, the, that the stands do as well they kind of take cues of those creativity and and inject it into their stands not everybody does it but those that do get rewarded
1: yeah I think the um experience it uh, stand last year had some beer pong games against the international brewers and that sort of stuff and there was just that spectacle of a stand that Garage Project put together. So Absolutely,
2: with the uh, monster um, with these uh, red eyes mm-hmm. glowing and the and the masks that they and were handing out. you see
1: straight away as soon as you walk in, so um, I guess we'll look forward to see some more sort of fun things. In the last year or so, there's been a real shift in focus, uh, not away from the festival, but is it more focusing on the marketplace sort of thing. And I, that was what I enjoyed the most last year. Is that what you're trying to push more to develop? Oh, well, yes. So how much can you develop the Festival Beers, you know what I mean?
2: Yes and no, well I mean, I think one of the things that makes Gabs unique and, and, and individual is the Festival Beers and it's 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 really the thing that sets Gabs aside from, from everyone else. So it will always remain a very important focus. But one of the things that we have been very conscious of is that it's also an opportunity to grow the craft beer uh, market educate consumers and there's no better way to engage and educate consumers than the the people behind the beers themselves so it's an opportunity for people at stands for the brewers and the people behind the beer to really showcase what they're all about so the focus i don't think has kind of gone away from festival beers but the the stand holders we've kind of amplified that and really encouraged them to go all out because that's the, best, that's the best grassroots way of, of getting people into beer. And also, the, the other reason is that we know that a large part of the, the market or a large part of the people that attend Gabs aren't at the pointy end. They're not necessarily like you and I who you know, love a, you know, a barley wine or an imperial, an imperial Russian stout. They might just be interested and new to craft. So the festival beers can sometimes be a little bit on the weird and wacky side. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of people's wares are probably a, a more fair representation of the wider craft beer movement, and as as a and result, what you can get your hands on exactly yeah. what you can get your hands on regularly, and also what uh, you know what might be a bit more accessible to the average person.
1: So I had a looking across at some of the festival beers uh, that are going to be. Um, provided this year and i didn't look at any numbers or anything but it seemed like there's less international entries this year is that a
2: direction or is that just the way things have unfolded no is that even correct Uh, i i I, you know what i haven't even done the numbers but um we always try to keep it um the majority australian and um and new zealand so that's always a focus um usually the um the overseas beers have been um through their own expressions of interest right so they've Become aware of us through um, their distributors, and um, have said, "Wow, this is a great idea. We'd like to get involved." And we've kind of spoken with them and said, "Yeah, you know, we'd love to have you involved." Um, so there's still, um, you know, there's some, st- there's still some great overseas. Oh, there's um, still some really fun-looking ones, yeah. Yeah, but but having said that, you know, it is the Australasian beer spectacular, and so our focus is very much on uh, Australian, New Zealand beers, and we've got some fantastic Kiwi uh, brewers, but we've got, uh, you know, a, a whole swathe of, of Australian brewers as well, and sure. and some new ones as well, which we're pretty excited about. Well, I
1: guess that's the other factor is there's probably each year there's more and more uh, breweries popping up here that would probably have their interest sparked by attending Gab's festival in the past so they'd want to try and enter their own beers there so it's going to be more and more entries. With more and more entries did you just decide that 120 was the number that's uh, sensible?
2: Yeah it's kind of partly driven by being sensible and partly driven just by infrastructure. Mm -hmm. The containers that we've got have got 60 taps on either side so the maximum amount of beers that we can get uh, is 120, sure? Um, because we replicate um, the on on both sides of the container, we could go down the track of putting more taps in and you know and doing that. But at this stage, we feel that 120 is a good number, and and also we kind of want to be slightly responsible. We know that there's going to be people that try to try all of them across um, the five the multiple sessions. So I think 120 is probably plenty to. Repl- I don't think anyone's crying
1: out. out for more individual peers, <laughs> so uh, that's probably fair enough. So, we, this is going to be the first year where it's going to be done in two different locations. So, from what I've observed from Gab's in the past few years, it's been a real um, art to try and perfect the layout that we have. So, what sort of, what sort of challenges, like what, what's the area... Of uh, the this, this, uh, Sydney venue, going to be like
2: okay. It's the um, it's first of all, it's the Australian Technology Park, which mm-hmm. is in Everly. So it's about uh, like a five minute walk from Redfern Station. It's a beautiful old building where they used to uh, fix up the, the the carriages from the trains from the from the train lines. Mm-hmm. very similar to carriage works, but it's on the other side of the train tracks. Beautiful old uh, locomotive buildings, basically, and it's uh, unlike the Royal Exhibition Building, which is kind of a, almost like in a cross shape. This is much more of a square, but we've kind of managed to replicate the the feel of the um, of the flow of um, the Royal Exhibition Building with the way we've set up the stands and the containers at either end um, to really kind of promote. Um, again, putting the containers on either end of the mm-hmm. of, of the building, so that um, uh, people go from one end to the other and and go through this the Dan Murphy's marketplace. Sure. In and also,
1: so there's like a nice dispersion of everyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: So that it's it, not everybody's congregating in one place. So the the food market is on one end again, and it's the furthest end from from the entry, which lends itself to to where the food area should be. It's it's going to be actually a very very similar layout, albeit the the Royal Exhibition Building is obviously this you know beautiful 18, um, uh, sort of 19th century, mid-19th century building, the Australian Technology Park has much more of an industrial feel to it, and it's, um, but it's, it's an amazing building and I think everyone will be pretty happy with, with the building itself.
1: I don't doubt that for a second. So you just mentioned um, the food. The food's been a really great area of it for the last couple of years, so what's been done this year to to up that?
2: Yeah, great question. This year we're, um, uh, we've, we've kind of stepped it up a notch as well. We've got some amazing food vendors that are coming on board and, and we've kind of changed the way we speak about GABS a little bit. It's not just a, you know, a, a beer festival or a craft beer festival. We started talking about it as a beer and food festival for a couple of main reasons. One being that we believe that there's a very strong link between great beer and great food. And uh, the second reason is because the kind of vendors that are coming on board are amazing. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Meat Mother, we've got uh, Uncle in Sydney, we've got Three Blue Ducks, we've got Mary's, we've got LP Meat. So we've got a we've got a fantastic array of of uh, food um, vendors that are coming on board. And and uh, one of the very exciting things that we're doing this year is we're making it as easy as possible for people to kind of connect the the flavors in beer with the flavors in food so in the app itself and um, uh, we're we're providing some what we call gab's tasting tools so you can find out what a beer is what 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 beer what the main character of a beer so it might be crisp it might be malty it might be hoppy it might be uh, tart or funky and then based on those um, main flavor characteristics we'll be providing some suggested matches from the food menu to say well if it's a you know if it's a very very hoppy beer you might really um be interested in something spicy to to match it with or um or other matches like if it's really uh malty you might be uh matching with something um quite dessert driven for example those are just great idea really good idea well it's it's kind of trying to sort of demystify and um and, and help help educate and help sort of get people thinking about flavors and some of those flavors that match and giving people the tools to describe their beer and and to uh, elevate the, the the experience the tasting experience
1: yeah I still remember the first few times that I had some unbelievable matches with beers and it sticks with you and it makes you just um, just
2: thirst for more combinations so I think it's a
1: really really good idea
2: are you gonna have another cask bar this year yes, we are so This year, Cask Bar is going to be located at the Triple M Dr. Dan Bar, which is going to be run by the local Tap House. So we have sort of combined the Cask Bar with the Dr. Dan Bar. So at that that bar, we're going to have some beers from the local Tap House's Hottest 100, Mm -hmm. but the the top 10 styles. So... So if there's a, a, a repetition of a style within the top 100, we skip that one until we get to the next style. Sure, fair enough. And so that the top 10 kind of uh, representations of styles as voted by the people in 2014, as well as a whole bunch of casks. In Melbourne, that's going to be on the gallery overlooking the whole of the Festival Hall. Oh, okay. And in Sydney, it's going to be in a, in a particular corner where we're going to have some temp and bowling as well. Oh, great.
1: Yeah, I had a look at that um, Dr. Dan bar and that sounds like a really sounds like an obvious idea really, but it's really good to maybe engage the people that aren't as familiar uh, with all styles of beer just to get the really good examples of those particular styles to give them just a good array of what we experience.
2: Exactly, and Dave, you've hit the nail on the head because I think often, and there's been a lot of debate in you know in the in the in the media at the moment about you know craft beer enthusiasts always looking for the next greatest thing, and um, and Gabs in some ways plays to that because it's got 120 beers brewed especially for the event, so it's all this whole hype around the newness, but there's also um, this is a, this is a way a, a way of us having a nod to some tried and tested beers that really resonate with people that have done well because they're just well-made, well-put-together, quality-driven beers. And, and this is our way, in, in a small way, as well as the, obviously the, the marketplace, the Dan Murphy's marketplace, of showcasing everyday beers that are just really well-made and well-put-together.
1: Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so with a Cask Bar, who's
2: making beers for you? Good question. Justin the Silver Fox is, um, is still curating that, but I know that Bridge Road are for sure. I know that Holgate are for sure. I believe Feral is making a cask. There's going to be ten, at least ten to twenty, I think. Justin's um, trying to arrange. So I think I, I think it's going to be ten. So yeah, okay, yeah, that but, sounds
1: fine. Yeah. Um, I think my, one of my favourite beers of all last year was the uh, the Rhonda from Prickly Moses. Mm, mm. They're just wild um, ale. It was yeah, it was unbelievable fantastic. and just perfectly suited to the cask. So that's another good uh, just showcase of. Uh, the different characteristics that are highlighted by that sort of delivery.
2: Um, so yeah, we'll be doing it via hand pump again from, you know, real casks and I'm um, pretty excited about just showcase real ales as well because that's, uh, that they obviously hold a place in the market as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. That sounds like fun. Uh, you mentioned briefly before the steel, the Adventures and Craft seminars that Kirill is going to be conducting. Yes. Um, what sort of thing is going to be approached
0: there? Sure,
2: well... Um, Steel is uh, is a brand of um, domestic uh, appliances, like mainly cooking appliances, and they've also got other brands called My Fresco, And uh, they've come on board as a partner, which is fantastic, because Gabs would um, would struggle to exist without you know the, the generous support of our partners. And they make really quality products, so it's a really good fit with Gabs. And um, because they're cooking appliances, and because of what I was telling you about the link between beer and food, the um, Adventures in Craft are really going to be focused more around things to do with cooking with beer, uh, matching beer with food. There's also gonna be um, some things like beer cocktails. Um, It's kind of a little bit more designed for, if if Craft Beer College is really about educating much more purely about beer and, and, and issues surrounding beer, and Q and A's with some of the, um, the brewers. Adventures in craft are going to—it's going to be a bit more lighthearted, a little bit more not as not as deeply into the uh, the education of beer, but more experiential and and more about sort of experiencing beer and food and that sort of thing. And is that going to ha- is that going to be once a session held? There's going to be three uh, seminars, for want of mm-hmm. a better term, per session. Right. Okay. So it's on a first come first serve basis. Okay. Good. Kirli's going to have her work cut out for her. She sure is, but she's amazing. She'll be doing her typical sort of blindfolding sort of uh, taste experiences. She'll be doing, you know, all the things that Kirli does best. Um, the Beer is an absolute champion. Of course, uh, prof, uh, Professor Pilsner, um, Pete Mitchum, which uh, I don't know if you're about to <laughs> talk about that, he's going to be hosting the Craft Beer Co- College again. And uh, he does an amazing job year after year, so we're pretty excited to um, to have both these amazing sort of beer professionals helping us out. They, um, they do such a great job. Yeah, great. Uh, with the Craft Beer College, what sort of things are we going to be seeing? Um, again, we'll do the, uh, the q and Ales. Um mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, you know, we, we always try to do something different or something fresh. So, um, we're put, as I said, we're putting together the schedule at the moment. But every year we get lots and lots of requests about the q and as and it's a great opportunity for people who are really interested in a particular brewery or particular product to have a chat to the guys that actually make it and so we usually end up with a panel um, of uh, four or five brewers with hunters being able to actually pick their brain about everything that goes into the creativity of making a new beer also some of the influences whether they be within the beer world or externally to to the beer world And, um, and it's a great opportunity for Uh, So, so yeah, you can expect more of that, and you can expect really uh, focused things to do with beer as well. So we will probably be doing a um, uh, a little bit of uh, an educational session around the ingredients of beer. Also, some clues on how to taste and and describe and appreciate beer. So, again, it'll be everything from the... um, Appealing to people who are just starting out their beer journey, as well as to people who are well advanced along their beer journey, it's something for everyone. And um, again, we've got some surprises up our sleeve. So fair enough. Um, yeah. stay tuned. Um, speaking of the sort of education
1: of it, with the, in previous years, have you been able to gauge much of um, much feedback as to what sort of demo go into the?
2: Yeah, we do. Apologians? I mean, obviously, it's important for us to understand our demographic. Um, so that we, when we're talking with our partners, we can, um, you know, we can sort of describe who's coming along. But generally speaking, our we've got seventy-five percent of our people are between six twenty-six and forty-five. And we've got about uh, we've got a really large proportion of females compared to to most. So we've got I think it's over thirty percent female, wow. which is great. And and anecdotally, the, the the girls that are coming, they're not just being dragged along by their husbands or boyfriends, they're often the instigators and they're the ones that are bringing along, um, saying, you know, because it's a very social thing as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're often the most excitably and floridly describing the beers they're tasting with their friends, mm-hmm. from what I've noticed.
2: Very um, much so. I, I think yeah. guys kind of feel a little bit sort of worried about saying the wrong thing when it comes to describing and tasting beer, whereas girls don't have those hang hangups um, as much because it's not like everyone's gonna go, oh, you're not masculine enough for not knowing about beer so they tend to be a lot more intuitive when it comes to um, describing and tasting beer and um, and also what's really encouraging is that a lot of people have always a lot of girls have always thought i don't like beer whereas we get such a huge number of girls coming along because they've become aware of the fact that not all beer is pale lager not that there's anything wrong with pale lager but there are so many other flavors to choose from so yeah so there's there really is something for everyone
1: yeah that's fair enough so clearly, there's a lot of work to do <laughs> between <laughs> now and then. Gabs is always an like a, astonishingly fun event, and I think well, you just got named one of the 20s the 20 best beer festivals by yeah, a Beer Connoisseur Magazine. It? Exactly
2: right, yeah, which we were really proud of. I mean, we work out we work our butts off to um uh, you know to to. To improve it every year, and when you think about where we started and um, and how many mistakes we made, and how like even though a lot of people loved it, we, we felt we really stuffed up. <laughs> and each year we kind of feel as though we've managed to improve. We always invite feedback, and um, and we really listen to the people that that bother to engage with us and, and tell us how they felt and what we what they think we can do better. And we get a lot of people's ideas that that you know that are, are sort of generous enough to share those ideas with us, and uh, we we sort of put them into practice. So th- being recognised as one of the top 20 beer festivals in the world by a beer connoisseur was really, um, really encouraging. They didn't get it 100% right. I don't know if you what read did they, the, What did they get right? Well, wrong? they said it was in Sydney, which it oh will right, be this okay. year for the first time. They also said it was a two-day festival, which is oh. actually in Melbourne, a three-day festival. And uh, so it was just a couple of little, you know, factual things, but let, let's, who, why let, um, why let facts get in the way of yeah, a good no story. Doubt. But no, we were, we were really honoured and um, and especially to be in, in sort of the company of some of the festivals that they did mention, a lot of which um, Steve and I have been to because we love sort of going around the world checking out great festivals. To, not, to yeah. Get, yeah, I know, it's hard work, but someone's got to do it, right?
1: Uh, so it hasn't been long since that list uh, was announced, but what does that sort of accolade do for the brand?
2: Look, I, you know, it's it's like I suppose any was that they're not really important unless you win them, and then you think they're the most important. <laughs> uh, so no, look, we're we're really on it in terms of what it does for the brand. It's it's really nice for for us to be able to say that. It's a, it's a great way of being able to sort of. Um, say it's not just us that, and our funders and our <laughs> that think it, but it's actually well you know, th- regarded in, um, in, the, in the international community. And hopefully it makes people who are thinking about coming actually sort of get off their bum and buy a ticket. And, and, and finally, it puts a lot of pressure on us to de- deliver. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> does. Because uh, now <laughs> we know that we have, to make, we have to live up to that and we have to um, make it as good as it possibly can be.
1: You mentioned earlier that your uh, international submissions um, have predominantly come from... Them contacting
2: you. Uh, do you think that that's going to increase the likelihood of that happening in the future? It wouldn't surprise me. We'll, we'll keep the ratio, you know, relatively similar to how it has been for the last four years. You know, it, it's kind of nice to have the international component as as a bit of a benchmark. And uh, I mean, we we often talk about beer being best served fresh. And because it's being made especially for the event, we're kind of almost guaranteed that it is coming fresh. Most of the international brewers insist on refrigerator transport so we so it's a really great way of benchmarking where our beers are at compared with the world stage and I have to say year after year I'm I'm, I'm always pleasantly uh, surprised at how world-class Australian beers are um, especially when pitted up against you know, the beers the international beers so I'm pretty um, pretty happy with the, the where the Australian beer scene is at albeit we've still probably got a fair way to go, but it's um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Gab's Festival
1: is the only sort of dedicated craft beer avenue at all that I've heard on certain marketing avenues. When it's around, you hear it on the radio, you see it everywhere around the time. What do you guys do? Well, And what's the journey been marketing-wise to get this as
2: popular as it's been? Oh, look, I think... I think it captures the imagination of a lot of people and I think there's a couple of things going on at the same time. I think there's a craft beer movement that's kind of been gathering momentum for for some time and this, as part of Good Beer Week, obviously, um, there's a lot of noise around craft beer in May because of the Australian International Beer Awards, because of Good Beer Week, also because of the Craft Brewers Conference. So there's a lot of um, brewers, both national and international, kind of descending on Melbourne en masse so there's a lot of interest anyway and and so this sort of whole craft beer movement I think is, is part of the reason but then Gabs is kind of a, a, a bit of a pinnacle of, of what's happening in the movement because it brings so many people together and from a media perspective I guess media love to write about um, things that are trending and happening and then um, on top of that we've got you know we're representing people from all different regions around Australia from overseas etc and they're all so imaginative so um, there's so many great angles that the Junos can kind of work with. It really, I think, it really resonates with them and, and more importantly, their readers. So, yeah, um, so it becomes a good story, and it's not. Um, I think, I think Gabs just really captures the imagination of the public.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. There was a national TV spot during
2: one of the sessions mm. last year, wasn't there? How'd that come about? Uh, Channel Nine. Well, you know, um, I guess. Uh, Chain Warren ringing the bell, which we were really c- kind of criticised um, by some um, for for getting him to ring the bell. it's uh, was it a shameless marketing ploy? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But um, did it sort of have its roots in in um, in, in feeding him sort of the craft beer world? And uh, the answer is yes. I mean, he obviously collaborated with Moa to create the 99 Not Out, um, which is a great beer, and Moa is a, an absolutely fantastic brewery. And it was an opportunity for us to um, bring our little beer festival to a slightly wider market and as you saw channel 9 showed up and they probably wouldn't have shown up had <laughs> Shane Wall not rung the bell so are we happy we did it absolutely and um, and we, we, um, we're trying to get somebody pretty big name to ring the bell to uh, kick kick off proceedings this year as well um, not just for that reason but also uh, that's a big part of it because we want to take beer to as wide a community mm. as, and, and audience as we possibly can, and that's one of the ways that we can do it.
1: I'm sure that there were people that showed up because Warney
2: was going to be, Warney was there. <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows if they did or didn't, but at least it got to a wider audience and people found out that it was on because he was there, yeah.
1: What, what are the attendances been like
2: growth-wise since we've been at the exhibition building? Sure, well, each year it's grown. It's grown um, modestly, and... We obviously, you know, our our manifesto is to um, share our love of craft beer with as wide an audience as we possibly can. That's kind of part of our reason for being. So our ambitions are to uh, continue growing it. And one of the things that we've done this year is actually... um, reduced the price to make it more accessible than it's ever been before. So we, we reduced the price to $35 a ticket, which I believe is one of the cheapest beer festivals going around in Australia at the moment. Um, the reason we did that is because we really want to make it accessible. The other thing we did is we, we created these Beer Buddy tickets. I don't know if you've heard about them. No, tell us. So Beer Buddy tickets, we, we figured beer is a very social thing and going to a festival is a very social thing. And we want to really encourage that um, social aspect of drinking beer together, discussing what you're, what you're tasting and just having a great time and, and you know, b- being social is a part of it. So the Beer Buddy tickets are designed to, um, if you, you you know, you can get four mates together and you can get a Beer Buddy 5 plus um, uh, tickets where you buy five or more tickets and you get a 10% discount. So that ends up being $31.50. And if you can get nine mates together, then you can get a 15% discount and you ended up getting it for less than $30, bucks, 29 dollars 75 um, and the reason we did that is to make it as accessibly priced as possible to get people introducing gabs to their mates. So you might have a couple of mates, but you say, well, if I can get another two on top of that and introduce two more people to craft beer, then, um, you know, then, then why not? So it kind of, it was to encourage people to bring their friends. And, and so far it's working. It's been a huge um, part of ticket sales so far, which means it's working, which means we're, we're selling tickets for at better value than they've ever been, but hopefully that results in more people coming along and learning about crappie.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So if, obviously, growth is a, a key factor um, for the festival, so what point does it become a critical mass for the area that it's being held in currently?
2: Good question, and, and we'll, you know, we might find out this year because... Um, you know, we've kind of wondered whether um, there's a ceiling to the number of people that are interested in it, or, or whether it's a, a price-driven thing. So reducing the price um, this year, we'll find out. You know, whether whether we were kind of at a at a ceiling, and and uh, it's just going to be sort of really um, incremental growth, or whether uh, price is a you know is an actual barrier. Because some of the feedback that we get and that we listen to, you know, some people don 't really understand everything that's involved in, in terms of putting on this festival and there's a hell of a lot of that we have to um, organize and, and spend money on and so to actually just get the doors open is, is a huge effort and takes a hell of a lot of organizing and um, and that's what the, the ticket price goes toward to cover those costs um, and then on top of that of people then have to buy um, their beer so we'll, we hopefully we'll find out this year you know if there's, if there's more people that we can reach. Um, and, uh, and if not, then, uh, then we'll go, oh shit, maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> but but uh, we, we want to make it as accessible as possible and we want to share it with as many people as we can. So um, that's part of the rationale. But also, then again, there's Sydney, and we've had a lot of requests: bring Gabs to Sydney, bring Gabs. To Undoubtedly, Sydney. yeah. Obviously, we've got the local tap house up mm-hmm. there, so um, we, we have a little bit of. Oh, a like plane up there, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, about not kidding. <laughs> this is about everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, so we've got a platform there, um, and it, it makes sense for us. So, we um, uh, you know we've we've got. Ambitions to potentially take it beyond, but you know, it depends on who you ask. Whether you ask me or Steve, I, I, I'm more slowly, slowly, and Steve's kind of like, Let's do it all, <laughs> let's do it all tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You so, gotta find a balance
1: there,
0: I guess. Exactly. Do you but, get much
1: of a grasp about um, what the demographic is that come to the festival? Numbers wise, uh, num- as in what, how many, like how many people are travelling from WA oh, yes, or Sydney, do, yes. or yeah. so
2: roughly five percent New South Wales, Sydney, probably another from memory, uh, another five percent international, um, and probably five percent from regional Victoria. That's pretty
1: exciting that, mm. that people are coming. As many people from overseas are coming as from yeah. New South Wales. I think
2: maybe even more from regional Victoria. It Could be up as high as ten yeah, percent, but um, I mean outside of Melbourne, um, um,
1: beer areas in the regional. Yeah, um, absolutely. Parts of Victoria. That's kind of fun. So if, uh, as you predict, the numbers go well due to the um, increased value of the tickets. Um, do you have any, conti- not contingencies for this year, but do you have any ideas where you could go if you outgrow the beautiful exhibition
2: building? Uh, look, I think, I think we've got some growth left in the exhibition mm-hmm. building because there's upstairs as sure. well, which, is, which we don't utilise more than a little bit of. And there's also some parts outside the exhibition building that oh we'd, yeah, we'd yeah. like to sort of get into. I mean, it's May. I mean, yeah, it's so not the it ideal time of year. Yeah, but it's a bit of a gamble. Exactly. So there's, there's some growth um, potential there okay. still. Which is
1: good because it's a magnificent venue. Oh, it's stunning, isn't it? Mm.
2: And uh, we, just lo- we just love it. And it's, it's such a great... Just when that sun
1: comes out
2: and it filters through, it's absolutely beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, so there's definitely room for growth at the Royal Exhibition Building and um, and we'll, you know, we've got some room to go upstairs, we've got some room to go into the uh, external areas um, if, if we need to down the track and obviously the other other growth for the festival is is interstate and Sydney this year is a bit of a test, we want to mm-hmm. see if it resonates with people. It's going to be one day, so just two sessions on the, on the Saturday, but if that goes really well, look at potentially doing a Friday night and then if mm-hmm. a Friday night goes well, we'll see it potentially doing a Sunday day. But um, we really want to kind of it's really important for us to have a great vibe there. So we'd rather um, we'd rather keep it just two sessions at this stage to make sure that it was it's a great vibe.
1: And your plans for other states?
2: Not solid plans yet. Sure. Um, we've been looking and uh, and sniffing around, but um, like I said, I'm kind of got the brakes on, and, and Steve's hitting the accelerator at the same time. <laughs> so take it international. Uh, <laughs> take it international. <laughs> <laughs> take it. International. <laughs> <laughs> take it. Yeah, we're going to take it to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we always, um, you know, have a very. Um, uh, we love we love having these sort of debates, and um, and we we generally, between the two of us, end up coming out with a relatively good outcome. So. Yeah, it sounds like a good. We we uh, we enjoy having these uh, debates and discussions.
1: (laughs) One element that I managed to forget about going through the um, the rundown is what's the Little Creatures Carnival
2: going to be? Ah, that's exciting! So this year, um, there's going to be some kind of for a bit of term sort of carnival slash circus type acts guys that jump over each other and do sort of acrobatics as well as um we've got a couple of other little surprises as well it's about entertainment and it's about creating a great atmosphere and um little creature it's a good fit with little creatures because um One of the things that they really like to support is the arts and this is um uh, a perfect example of that so they want to match some of their beers with some of the acts going along so for instance for for example if it was a strong man it might be an ipa if it was a a contortionist it could be a saison i don't know that that sort of thing and so they've got some competitions around that so i won't give too much away but um it's really about sort of circus slash carnival type acts um, that are going to be um, lots of fun and, and just a bit of a spectacle.
1: Now, it would be remiss of me to not inquire, is there going to be Jenga?
2: <laughs> yes, there is. Okay, there's going to be giant Jenga. And on top of that, there's going to be beer twister. Beer twister.
1: Fantastic. I can't think about how that could go wrong at all. There's going to be a giant beer twister. That is a good idea. Um because I think that giant Jenga did capture the imagination of a lot of people.
2: Yeah, it really worked well. And um, on top of that, we're going to have some tenpin bowling as well. Just a little bit of fun tenpin bowling.
1: Is that in both uh, both cities? Both
2: cities, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, what else are we going to have? We're going to do paddle art again. Um, and we've also got a Kegaseum. So Kegstar is one of our um, associate partners. Mm-hmm. And um, they provide all of the kegs for, for the festival beers, for Gabs, a sort of. A, a bit of a fun thing we've created this kegstar kegaseum um, which is uh, a place where the punters can take on the brewers in a tournament and uh, and the last man standing sort of wins so it's kind of like a colosseum meets um, a, a table tennis tournament and um, and that, it's just a little bit of fun you remember the table tennis table Absolutely. last year um, this year we're just raising the stakes a bit and turning it into a kegaseum
1: fantastic i think there'll be a lot of competition going on there people will <laughs> get very proud about their Table tennis prowess.
2: There'll also be, obviously, the paddle um, art and sculpture again, so um, we'll be encouraging people to do their paddle sculptures and their um, paddle art again.
1: That is a good fun part of it. Um, From what I gathered last year, the festival beers were the focus, and then it was paddle art, Jenga, cornhole, all that sort of stuff. Well,
2: yeah, I guess, and what we're trying to really get across, um, obviously beer is is what it's all about, but you might, um, let's say you're a couple, you've got... um, and one of you is right into beer and the other one isn't, there's definitely something for mm. everyone. So you could go along with just a, a vague passing interest in beer, uh, you could have an absolute blast of a day, and if we're lucky, you might actually walk away from it being much more of a beer fan than you were coming, <laughs> you know, when you started.
1: Yeah, the chances are pretty good for that, I guess. Um, we're just looking at the, uh, the guide that's come out. When does that circulate?
2: Well, it's actually just um, come um, just from hot the off the press. Hot, hot off the press. So it's just arrived today here. So it's going to be available here at the local tap house, but it's also available, going to be available a whole bunch of, um, of craft beer venues around Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, over the next sort of uh, week, you'll start seeing them there. And then um, th- th- we're also going to be um, distributing them uh, widely through um, street press channels okay. to cafes and bars, etc. And of course, they're going to be available for everybody to pick up on their way in mm-hmm. um, to the festival which will be tucked into the Cooper's Festival glass. Which is a very attractive looking glass. It's It's a nice yeah. stem glass this year isn't it? And this year it made the boat. <laughs> Excellent. That's a good result. <laughs> yeah, so there's, um, you, you'll get a whole bunch of little goodies in your um, Cooper's Festival glass uh, which again is just, you know, we always just try to do something a little bit different and, and a little bit special and this, this year the glass um, we think is going to be um, well received.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be one that a lot of people make sure they hang on to, um, so that sounds very fun. Now, Gab's really is just the, uh, it's a big full stop, but it's a full stop on Good Beer Week and Greater, so what's uh, the tap house got? lined up for a good beer week? A good question,
2: I'll probably have to refer to my notes yeah. here, oh, fair Let, enough. let's go find a poster. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a heap going on, we've got um, the Beer and Cheese Heavenly Pairing um, mm-hmm. Night Again, which um, is always a sellout and I think it's going really well. We've got our signature event which is the Brewers and Chewers mm-hmm. which is happening as well. We've got a, um, a Belgian Ale Stars which we're pretty excited about. We've got, um, we've got the head brewer from Rodenbach coming along, um, as well as some others. We're, we've also got the Belgian uh, beer brunch, which happens. That's happening on a few days, isn't it? That's right. It's uh, it's happening on both the weekends, which is it's an à la carte kind of just no um kind of good idea to book a table, but there's no like it's not a ticket ticketed event. And last year it was so popular, people just you know loving having a, a, a like a lazy weekend breakfast with some fantastic um, Belgian brunch, and um, and some great Belgian ales to go with it.
1: So that's on the Saturday and Sunday both weekends just in the mornings yeah just the mornings right okay um, and what sort of food is getting mashed with the sort of um, Belgian, Belgian
2: waffles some uh, desserts um, just um, sort of more more sweet than savoury although there is a savoury dish as well I, I don't think they've put the menu together yet but they'll be doing some That's pretty sort traditional of idea, delicious okay. stuff fair enough it sounds like a good way to start uh, good beer week weekend. <laughs> a good beer week weekend exactly <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe by the end of it it's, uh, it's maybe more of a hair of the dog type yeah, situation well, fair enough yeah um who who's coming by for the brewers and chewers? We've got jeez, um,
1: I'm trying to think who we've got. If you say the wrong things, we'll get the heat, and not you.
2: So it's <laughs> fine you. Can I, can I plead the fifth? Um, <laughs> I, I can't yeah. remember. Hey James, yes. who have we got for the uh, for brewers and chewers? I um, do you remember? Have you got it off the top of your head? Do, do me a favour, go find out and bring it back to me because I'm just speaking to, De- <laughs> to Dave online now I feel like silly that I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: Oh, you've got that much on that you have to do for <laughs> two cities worth of gabs. I don't
2: think anyone's going to begrudge a few little uh, gaps here <laughs> and there. Yeah, no, I, I, as always, we've got a fantastic lineup and um the best thing about it is, it's just a nice, intimate conversation with brewers. We get to ask them all sorts of questions. Prof. Uh, Professor Pilsner, um, aka Pete Mitchum, is a fabulous host, and um, invariably um, there's some funny stories that come out of it. And, um, and it's just the most fun
1: dinner that you can have because you get a, you do get really intimate access with um, with each guest, um, and they're always happy to divulge whatever they have to do which Um, is easier in a group of five it is isn't it yeah or six but um yeah you often don't i mean i don't know what enough time is but it seems like the time goes really fast with each um with each brewer or guest but it's always really excellent fun
2: yeah absolutely and um and the other thing that's um you know that's i guess important about it for us is that it kind of brings all of the things that we love together in one place which is hospitality great beer great food and a feeling of abundance. So it's really important for us that we treat everybody that comes along as a guest and you don't ever feel like you leave wanting more. I think the, it's designed so that by the end of it, um, there's never been a feeling of, "Geez, I wish I had more of that. It's kind of like, whoa, I've had as much as I could possibly handle of hospitality, beer and food.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's always a really good nights. Um, oh, and here we go. Th-
2: Look at that. See, <laughs> asking and what you shall it? receive. We've got the head brew of Rodenbach. We've got Modus Operandi who are coming along, which is fantastic. I have also it's got a tap takeover of those guys. Yeah, mo- station, that's right. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. On the Monday night, we've got a, a okay. Modus operande tap takeover and they're creating a couple of beers, uh, special release that for us. That sounds fun. We've also got Victory from the USA, which cool. is exciting. We've got Jester King. Um, that's going to n- make a lot of geeks very happy. Absolutely. We've got Nomad. We've got um, Hendo from Brew Cult. Um, we've got, and we've got uh, Beaver Town. That sounds like a pretty great group. Good, um, good line.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be fun yeah so we're pretty excited about that
2: uh and that's from from
1: history that's one that does sell out pretty quickly isn't it so it, it's
2: it's yeah it's one of the ones that sells out really early if that and, does and
1: interest in listeners you probably want to get on that quickly
2: yeah i did have a look at sales and i think we were pretty close so right um, so get on it jump on the victory haven't been out here before have they no this is the first time
1: that'll be good fun so with the modus operandi they're going to have their. What a, what they have of their range at the time, plus a couple of special beers.
2: Um, oh, actually, Dave, you know what? Um, something is uh, occurring in my head right now as we speak. That I think we may have heard from experience that saying mm-hmm. that one or two of these guests might not uh, be available. Uh, sure, fair so, enough. So, um, disclaimer: we reserve the right to change the lineup <laughs> at any time. Keep your eyes motive.
1: keep your eyes on um, social media
2: and the, uh, the
1: website because you'll, I'm sure you'll finalise a. Final yeah. list of guests exactly. closer to the event that sounds really fun you got a lot of work to do
2: yeah look this is um it's it's uh, it's a hard work but it's a passion so love love what we do um somebody asked me the other day if you could do absolutely anything in life what would it be and after having a bit of a think about it i said you know what i would do exactly what i'm doing now but maybe just a little bit less of it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not a bad place to be, though, I guess, is it? Well, very lucky, um, very blessed to, um, to do exactly what I am passionate about, and I just wish um, I had more time to just, um, you know, chat with people and, and have beers with people rather than bloody being stuck in an office organising things.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So when, uh, how long do you have between the last session of Melbourne and the first session of Sydney?
2: Uh, from the last session of Melbourne, first session of Sydney. So it's, uh, well, we start bumping in on the Thursday and uh, we bump out on the Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finish bumping out on the m- in the middle of Monday and we start bumping in on the middle of Thursday. So we got, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's three days in between, but there won't be any rest. No. In those three days.
1: What gives you the idea that that's going to be... Possible to do in that short turnaround time. Well, yeah.
2: at, on on the Monday at the REB, we'll just be putting everything into trucks, right? Okay, driving them up, and then um, on the Thursday, we'll be unloading those trucks and um, and starting to load into the um, to the Australian Technology Park. So it's possible, and this will be the first time we we, we prove it. Yeah, fair <laughs> so enough. So expect if you do see me at the Australian Technology Park on Saturday, and um, don't blow too hard in my direction <laughs> in case i fall over <laughs> but um no I, I, I um you know the only the only the only downside of, of of this is that i wish i was a punter at gab's and, and nothing else i, don't <laughs> I doubt just wish that for i could go second. there and taste all the beers and <laughs> talk to all the brewers instead of running around with a bloody walkie talkie and a uh, and um, one day <laughs> you'll have enough
1: underlings that can run the whole <laughs> setup. You're just going to enjoy the
2: fruits of your labour. I hope you're right. But um, at this stage, I do enjoy being hands on. I just um, wish I could taste more.
1: So, come the Sunday after Sydney g- Gabs, what will you be
2: doing? <laughs> I'll probably ca- curled up in the fetal position <laughs> <laughs> um, saying I never want to taste another beer, but that'll only be short lived. Um, no, I don't know. I'll, I'll hopefully be. Um, proud as punch that we um, executed a top-notch festival and I'll hopefully be smiling from ear to ear because I will have had feedback from uh, attendees saying, God, that was the best festival I've ever been to. That's that's our aim, um, that's what we try to achieve. We we really work our nuts off to try and um, deliver an an, um, an exceptional festival and, and we don't always get it right but we try very hard.
1: I think a lot of people do um do notice and appreciate the fact that you guys do take all the feedback that you're given and try and apply it uh where you can and that's appreciated so i don't doubt that it's going to be um it's going to be just a
2: fantastic well thank you for the vote of confidence dave i really appreciate it and it's um it's, uh, it's, you know, the community and guys like you that sort of uh, make it all worthwhile because um, when people really appreciate it, it makes, you know, really makes our day. So thank you for, um, for your interest and thank you for um, spruiking it and telling the world about it and thank you for um, just enjoying it.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to take any credit for any of this, so thank you. Uh, that seems like a fantastic spot to wrap this up, so best of luck. Yeah, cheers, man. <laughs> I appreciate it and thanks for having me. No, my pleasure.